Hi, I'm George Norrie, and welcome to the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Like us on Facebook, tell your friends, and share us with everyone. This is an exciting new network that will feature podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained. Now please sit back and enjoy Dark Becomes Light with Heidi Hollis. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. Listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to my show. Remember, each week, this is the place you go to when you want to hear the latest in what is happening with the paranormal, ufology, cryptozoology, angelic, and holy encounters, and anything out of the ordinary. I welcome you, the listener, to go to my main website, which is HeidiHollis.com or ShadowFolks.com and send me your stories. Tell me what's going on. If you want advice, if you want insight, if you want comments, feel free to ask that in your email. And the more details, the better. So I am fully open to anything that you have on your mind. And if it's your own comments, your own research, that is also very much welcome. Now, I have to tell you, I just got back from a fabulous conference. I had a great time. I was a guest speaker. I got to join several other wonderful speakers at UFO Fest in McMinnville, Oregon. And wow, just wow. Really nice to get back out into the world after so much going on with the COVID lockdowns. And yes, we were COVID safe. Everything was on the up and up. And uh, I think people really adhered to uh, what was required of them so we could all enjoy a nice festival safely. And, And I gotta tell you too, it's so bizarre to me anymore that, um, gosh, you know, it, it's like <laughs> getting used to that all over again, like that whole camaraderie, that coming together to discuss topics that interest all of us when it comes to UFOs in particular for this conference. And I mean, wow, did I miss it? <laughs> I missed it. I was like, oh, that's how good these things used to be. Oh, my gosh. And you know, I ran a UFO paranormal discussion group for many years at uh, a library and uh, out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And, you know, people would wander in there and some people had never experienced anything out of the ordinary, but they would come and, you know, just sit in and, and listen and aim to learn. And oftentimes they'd come back and, Interesting enough, they'd come back and oftentimes they'd have an experience soon after joining the group. And I always wondered about that. It's like, is this a contagion? Did we drop or plant a seed for them to pay attention more? Or did something see that they came to the meeting and help them pay attention more? Did their did their spirit open up to something, you know? The possibilities, just their mind even. Um, I just always found that really fascinating. Now, at this conference, I got to tell you, I've been to many over the years and uh, people, the people, that's what's the most intriguing. It's the individual stories. It's looking people eye to eye and having those conversations and just like, wow, you know, it's, it's so uplifting. It helps jar the mind to think and try to figure out and solve and resolve issues when it comes to any of these topics that are out of the ordinary. But I got to tell you, so I've set out to do one of my podcasts there and a podcast to 
welcome people to come up and talk and record their experiences for this show. And guess what? Very much like this show, where I get plenty of emails, uh, (laughs) but not as many people who want to go on record with their voice. Like, they're afraid they'll be recognized. There's, There's no anonymity with going on the record with their voice, with their name. I mean, sure, I get some folks, but, you know, I was surprised that none wanted to do that. Not on the record. No, no, no. And uh, I can't help but to wonder, though, too, if this is a showing of the changing times. And uh, that's kind of a twofold thing, because, hello, COVID, (laughs) we're not used to getting up and uh, communicating with each other eye to eye anymore, I swear to you. And I did have my mic directly across and would be looking into the eyes of the people talking to me. (laughs) But over the years, you know, going to conferences, going to Uh, UFO paranormal discussion group meetings. I mean, yeah, we sat in a round table and we had a good old time looking each other in the eye and sharing our our experiences or our thoughts or our research or, you know, anything. Bearing heart and soul, tears, blood, sweat, all of that. The nightmares, everything. But we're kind of out of practice with that anymore because, let's face it, I mean, we are an internet generation of folks now, right? I mean, we sit and we communicate and our meetings are online. They're virtual. We're Zooming. We're emailing. We're texting. But having these group conversations, it doesn't happen as much even before COVID. Even before COVID. But (laughs) I'll tell you the truth. (laughs) Sounds so bad. But you know, when you're wearing your mask, right? You don't even have to smile if you don't want to. And I found myself not even doing that. And and finding it really odd when I would take my mask off, it was like, it's so weird. I I don't know. I'm sure there's others out there like me where it's like, oh, I can smile and they'll actually see me now. You know, there's something that is really, truly lacking in our conversations and our connections when we're not even smile smiling underneath the mask you know and so when the mask comes off and you you have to express yourself uh, it's 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 uh it's straining almost like it's you're out of practice it's like oh yeah oh yeah I could smile they'll they'll catch this so I'm just finding you know even with uh When you communicate online, like we do not, we do not (laughs) express ourselves the same way, right? I mean, are you going to smile while you're messaging somebody? No. Sometimes, yeah, okay, but it's different. And and it's the same with when we're having to mask up and, uh, you know, for our safety and safety of others. So it's like, and we want to be able to have these these conversations and, and get out, but I'm I'm finding we're out of practice. We're out of practice for COVID. We're out of practice uh, due to meeting online versus in person. And uh, wow, that connection is really important. It's really important. It's like I, I just uh, I, I'm just surprised. You know, <laughs> when uh, I would listen to Coast to Coast AM, I would try to call in to the phone lines, and they always be jammed like always I never could get through it I was always so frustrated like never will this happen and the people that did I was always super impressed and if they were a repeat caller especially I was like what how 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 are they doing this and uh you know and and now we're we're more reluctant I'm finding uh to go on record because we can express ourselves through writing um nonverbal stuff. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Cause I mean, I, I, I didn't have the nerve much to do stuff like that myself, but, um, but yeah, I think something is, I think we miss something when we don't communicate with each other, um, as well. But, uh, I appreciate your emails. I, I'm not going to say I don't. And 
I think also there's benefits to using an email too, because you can take your time, you can express yourself and think out what it is that you really want to say. And if you're more stressed about, oh my gosh, do I sound okay? Uh, (laughs) Will my coworkers recognize me? Will my mom recognize me? Of course your mother would. Um, But it's, it's like, wow. Uh, It's one of those, it's one of those things where, um, yeah, people are more shy. Yeah, it's interesting. It's just interesting. So I, I was surprised, but (laughs) oddly enough, uh, you know, so I'm like, okay, well, I'll just, I'll just talk about some of my experiences and, uh, some of the reasons why I have the angles that I do when I discuss the topics that I do. Right. And then the people were looking to interject their, um, thoughts a little bit, but not much. And it was very, very soft-spoken. And then I was like, okay, well, this is the end of this, uh, you know, clicking, ending the recording session. And several people came up to share their stories. So, hmm, you know, we made a lot of groundwork in uh, forming various uh, groups and having many conversations and conferences. But we're still, there's something missing that we're doing this. Like, there's something missing. So we got to put our heads together on this. I, I, I was thinking long and hard about it. I'm like, I've been to many conferences. We love, we love communicating with each other. The stories, I mean, that is what I would go for all the time. Like, this is the driving force behind me going to conferences. And to have that, that, uh, that fear, or maybe out of practice in communicating these things to each other or another person, um, that must be part of it. So I, I think we need to get back to having groups. I really do. People do love getting out of their homes, right? That's, that's still a thing. <laughs> and, and meeting others and discussing things. And uh, I'm thinking we need to do that. I really do. And maybe I need to resurrect my, my group. It was called UFO, the number two letter U.com. So UFO2U.com. And it's still up. And uh, wow, I had that group going for 15 years or so or more. <laughs> And I'm thinking that, uh, yeah, we may need to start stepping back out all over the world and having these conversations and getting more used to reaching out and uh, talking, looking each other in the eyes. I, I think that's important. Yeah. So um, since I didn't tell you, this, uh, this program today is all going to be about your emails and, uh, and other conversations, and I think you're going to enjoy it. So... You guys, you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, and we will be right back. Stick around. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so... There's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in The Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for that certain someone who shares your interests in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal? Look no further than ParanormalDate.com, the unique site for like-minded people. If you like the senior crowd, try ParanormalDate.com forward slash seniors to meet like-minded people that are 60 plus. It all depends on what you prefer. ParanormalDate.com is great for everyone. You can also tap into members that are 60 plus at paranormaldate.com forward slash seniors. Enjoy your search. Have some fun at paranormaldate.com. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light. With me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. (laughs) Just before the break, I mentioned a wonderful UFO fest I went to in McMinnville, Oregon. And wow, absolutely so good to get back out into the world and to meet others who are totally in the know or understanding of there being UFOs and uh, connecting with people on a very human level, I think it's just so important because we still are very, very human. We're not uh, having any implants that I know of. <laughs> so I hope that we're pretty human still, where uh, that, that having that touch, that look in the eyes, that gesture that really helps us to ground ourselves and express ourselves clearly. And, uh, you know, I wanted to share something. While I was at the festival, I got the chance to speak to several children who were affected by shadow people and hat men, of course. And uh, I was, it was really, it was really, really, really interesting how uh, they approach because Kids are really, you know, they're very much a uh, matter of fact, like this has been going on. I don't know how to essentially deal with it. I'm afraid to go into my bedroom, one told me. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a problem. I won't sleep in my bedroom. Like, like, it's a major problem. And so cool to have the parents be a part of the conversation and say, yeah, you know, we're, we're here because uh, we heard you're going to be here. And we wanted to ask some questions. I had more where parents came without their kids asking me questions, which was really uh, just, it was so satisfying to have that opportunity to talk to them and, uh, and to hopefully give them the tools in order to help encourage their kids to not be afraid to sleep in their own bedroom. Can you imagine that? I mean, what if you've got a three-bedroom home and other bedrooms are absolutely full and then you got that one? Where's that kid sleeping? In your bed? Every night? Or or the couch? I mean, what's worse? I mean, for a child to be afraid of their bedroom, I mean, that is their, that's their sanctity. That's their sane place. That's their comfort zone. The place of their toys, their homework, everything. And to be afraid to go in there because they're being targeted by something. Now, think about that when it comes to those who say that, uh, well, the shadow beings are not 
bad towards me, so it's okay. I'm not afraid. But kids, kids can hone in on something not being right, and especially not being correct for them. What do you do when you're met with that situation, when you've got a kid who refuses to go in their room? So difficult. So I had some very in-depth conversations with people, sometimes a couple of times, to uh, help follow up with any questions that they had. And, you know, I just, all you could do is hope and pray that please, please let this, uh, let this, let this be the right answers for them. Because I, I just hate to hear, I just hate to hear what may be the cause of it fully and, uh, where it may end up because these things can encourage horrible things for the kid to do horrible things, physically violent uh, homicidal, suicidal, depressed, oppressed, and then possessed, essentially. So it's, uh, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. So I'm, I'm hopeful that uh, I give the right information. And I always tell people, look, write me through my website. And if you just want the prayer of protection that I use that describes the method that is used for protecting myself and home, no matter where I go, I give that out freely. So just write me. You don't have to tell me your whole story. If you just want to do that, that's that's easy. Absolutely easy. So don't hesitate. Send what you would like and what's on your mind, and uh, it'll definitely be remedied, I hope. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it really was, uh, it was heartbreaking but then encouraging to have supportive parents hanging around. And, you know, I got, uh, I got another, <laughs> I got another question. Um, it's so fascinating to me because it's like, I talk on this show about demons. Okay. That's a biblical term. Uh, and the devil, which is hat man, which is a biblical term. Um, not hat man and shadow people, but you know, the devil and, demons. Very biblical, right? Um, other faiths have other names for these types of things as well. But uh, someone asked me, and, and I was very happy to have the question sent to me, uh, sent to me in my uh, time that I was there speaking um, at this conference. Uh, so you speak of Jesus and, you know, in what context and why and, uh, you know, fascinating uh, question. And I know people who tune in are like, okay, what are we dealing with here? You know, what's going on? I'm like, well, I am speaking about demons and the devil. Um, and I'm also speaking of how do you find answers to get rid of such things? And and let me tell you, when you're the person in the midst of an onslaught of something evil, you don't care about the use of words. <laughs> you just want answers and you want help and you want it now. But um, sometimes people are like, whoa, whoa, she's talking about God in this, you know. And again, I am not uh, the type to be very pushy, but I, I just found it to be fascinating that it was brought up there because I'm assuming they heard some of my uh, podcasts and was like, oh, this is a bit religious, but why? I mean, I, I think she's talking about aliens a lot and, and talking about these different topics. It's okay to have a belief system and an understanding system, <laughs> you know, a faith-based versus an obvious basis. <laughs> I mean, why not? There, there's no rules to this world, people. Not, not in what you could use your eyeballs to see with and use your brain to interpret. It's okay. It is really okay. There is not a bouncer that's going to be like, okay, you're out of here, buddy. <laughs> it's just, it's okay. So, uh, yeah, so I, I had some really uh, fascinating questions tossed my way, and I just thought I would bring that up because I, I know, I know, I know that people uh, get curious about the methods of things being mentioned, but talk about demons all you want, Heidi, but whoa, you talked about something positive? Yeah, that's the only thing I know that defeats this dark garbage. And it's so very true. It is so very true. Have to, have to, have to.
Another thing that got brought up to me quite often was how do you go about protecting yourself? And on this show, of course, I speak of that all the time. It's kind of a big deal, especially if you are in the midst of dealing with an onslaught of something negative. So that was that was kind of cool that people were, okay, okay, so I can acknowledge that I had something negative coming at me. What do I do next? It's like, oh, oh, well, cool. I mean, it's a really thoughtful conversations. I, I was really enjoying that. And boy, did I miss that because, oh, the COVID world has really shaken and flipped things upside down for all of us. And getting the conversation, getting, hearing what's important to people, hearing the parents say, hey, I need to know this for my kid. It was just, it was invigorating. And I cannot wait till we can have a more normal world. I know this is a new normal. I realize that. Um, COVID's not going to magically disappear. Um, A lot of people are torn when it comes to the topic of vaccines, so we ain't going to go there. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm hoping and I'm praying there'll be better treatments so we can have as near a normal world as we possibly can. How about that? How about that? So can we wish for that all together? I don't think there'd be any controversy in regards to that, right? Mm, I don't think so. So yeah, so I, I'm I'm just, uh, you know, I wish everybody could have shown up to the conference. I think it was quite a treat. And, uh, you know, as things become more safe, uh, as different places have different things put in order and in place for us to remain safe, I think we're going to rediscover some of the conversations that are going on out there. And see the increase in activity going on out there too, because a lot of us haven't had a regular nine to five. So we've been home, paying attention, sleeping at all odd hours, looking at the sky, noticing it, pulling it into our psyche, trying to better understand our surroundings. And of course, these negative things, if it's shadow people, if it's negative beings, or hat man was also taking a peek like, wow, they're home a lot. Um, we could probably take advantage of the situation. They lost their job. They lost their health. Maybe a family member. These things are taking advantage of the situation. So we have to be aware that this increase in activity correlates with COVID, the COVID world that has really decimated so many people's livelihood, uh, their thoughts, their emotions, everything. Uh, their stability. So it's been it's been really rough out there. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, I I think uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna find and learn and hear new perspectives and have new conversations. And personally, I'm looking forward to that connection. We need it. We're human, right? So (laughs) all right, so after the break, we're gonna pick up into (laughs) your emails. I've got some here, and uh, I always enjoy reading these, and I like reading them cold turkey, and hopefully they're not repeats. Sometimes people will keep sending the same email, and I don't catch it all the time. So pardon me if there's a repeat in here, because it does happen. It's happened in my past. It's happened in my present. I'm sure of it. Um, (laughs) So, all right, you guys stick after the break, because, wow, these are going to be really good, I'm sure. All right, you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stick around. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. 
Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in the Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey folks, we need your music. Hey, it's producer Tom at Coast to Coast AM and every first Sunday of the month, we play music from emerging artists just like you. If you're a musician or a singer and have recorded music you'd like to submit, it's very easy. Just go to coasttocoastam.com, click the Emerging Artist banner in the carousel, follow the instructions, and we just might play your music on the air. Go now to coasttocoastam.com to send us your recording. That's coasttocoastam.com. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. All right. And as I mentioned, you are all welcome to send in your emails about whatever it is that you're experiencing out of the ordinary. From angels to alien shadow people to hat man. And uh, I want you to go to my main website, which is shadowfolks.com or HeidiHollis.com. And submit your stories there. And you are always welcome to pop on this show. But as I just mentioned, most of you prefer that I read what is going on. And I get it. I get it. It's kind of nerve-wracking to go on a show. So it's all good. I do not mind one bit. So I'm going to jump on in to this first email. Uh, It says, Hi, Heidi. I really enjoyed listening to you as a guest on Coast to Coast AM. Well, thank you. Um, I've had this strange experience happen to me about four times in the past eight years. I wake up on a late Sunday morning around 11 a.m. and my bedroom is already bright from the sunshine outside. My eyes are still a bit hazy from waking up, but I'm awake. I clearly see shadow images of both large spiders and sea turtles. Oh, wow. Crawling up my wall, each in their own line. They start up halfway on the wall, and when they get to the top of the ceiling, they immediately disappear. I'm not scared when this is happening, but it does make me wonder what's really going on. I just lie in my bed and watch them until they fully just go away. Any insights on what this might be? And should I be worried? Thanks for your help. Gina. (laughs) Well, shadow. Hold on. I'm sorry. Shadow sea turtles. Okay. That's that's that is a first Gina. Absolutely a first. Okay. But going in a line. That makes me think like. There's a like, you know, like a child's mobile, like it's just something is projecting and causing these shadows to appear as that. It just 
it's not something that I hear typically to go and straight up a, a wall and just boom, disappear. And you're saying a shadow spider. Okay, now those bad boys right there, I'm very familiar with those. For those of you who do not know, those are the ones that I had the most experiences with. And they were absolutely horrific. I cannot stand spiders. And they would expand into a multitude, sometimes to itty bitty tons and thousands, hundreds, I don't know, of little bitty spiders crawling all over me, crawling all over the bed, or giant spiders that could take up my entire ceiling. So I do not appreciate those things. And and I'm trying to imagine in my head right now, large shadow spiders, and you said crawling, so they're moving. You see the form, you see them making motion. That's a... Huh. I mean, that's, I really wish I could see the situation. It sounds like it's uh, something that if it does happen again, you'd be able to film it. Because then that would help to better understand it. But you said only four times in the past eight years. So it's not consistent. But when it's happened, it looks consistent to you. So that's, that's really, uh, that's a puzzling one. I'm not certain what that is, but if it's making you feel disturbed in any sense of the word, then not a good thing. I mean, even if a person is creeping behind you and scaring you, and if you don't enjoy being scared, not a good thing. So it's something that you'd want to correct, right? So how do you prevent that type of thing from happening? I would say clear your space with positivity uh, hoping that nothing would come your way like that, that would creep around or that would uh, impede on your space in any sense of the word, but consistent like that. What, what, sea turtles, shadow sea turtles. That is really something I am not familiar with at all. So I'm, uh, I'm a bit baffled, but again, I'd say bless your space no matter what. I mean, I have to do that wherever I move. Uh, just in case, because I know things are looking to take advantage and uh, look for a crack my way at any given time. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm i sorry, Gina, I'm kind of stumped with that. But I would say definitely, definitely take the steps to bless your space. And uh, if it doesn't repeat itself, well, there you have it. That, uh, that, that resolved it. It was something negative and it was connected to the whole shadow people, hat man phenomena. Um, yeah, so, okay. All right. So we're going to move on to the next one. This one says, Dear Heidi, I came across your book today about shadow people. That's the secret war book for those of you who do not know. Um, and it brought up some memories of experiences I've had. You know, I got to tell you, I got to, I got to pause right there because at the, at the conference and in regular everyday life, like people who, who don't necessarily attribute having had anything weird happen in their lives, they'll hear me talk about shadow people or, or it comes up somewhere and, and they look it up. They're like, you know, that happened to me. And it, it, it's like, they might not have made a big deal of it, but it happened and, or it lingered in their mind, or they just didn't connect the dots until they hear my words, the description, the phenomena, the whole thing. So this is, this is, uh, that's kind of interesting. Okay. So it continues. And it brought up some memories and experiences I've had. And I had kind of written the majority of the experiences off as, quote, sleep paralysis. Oh, my gosh. You know, you guys, sleep paralysis was not a thing until the topic of shadow people got popular with me carrying on talking, telling the world and not stopping. And science had to go, okay, guys, okay, we got to think, figure this out because otherwise the people might get hip to there being a problem. And they can't have that. Oh, no, no, that can't, that can't happen. No way. So uh, sleep paralysis. So see that? Like it, it, this person here wrote it off as something scientific instead of trusting their gut that they were experiencing something out of the ordinary. So, okay. All right, this continues. But in the back of my mind, I've always felt there was something else. Th- there we go. <laughs> that's, that's the next sentence. So it's kind of funny. Um, yeah, so there it is. He wrote it off but you might've been able to address it and be done with it. Had you not had your mind tainted with who's just sleep paralysis, scientific, duh, you know, you can't put science to spiritual. You really, they, there has to be another approach. There just has to be. 
it's a it's a whole different layer. It, it just is. All right. So uh, they continue. I believe in Jesus Jesus Christ as my savior and simple sleep paralysis doesn't explain why the only thing that made the quote things go away was to call upon the name of Jesus and command them to leave. <laughs> he, he, th- thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> okay, sleep paralysis. Okay, say Jesus' name. Oh, it goes away. Okay, science. Uh, apply that one, please. I mean, it, we, it, this, is, this is darkness, okay? Jesus, lightness. God, lightness. Positivity. Different faith. Lightness, okay? See, the, it, it's just, it's black and white. It really is. It really is. Um, okay, carrying on. Um, not all of the experiences I've had were scary. Okay. I've had dreams where I was speaking to a heavenly being in a language I don't know. That's okay. That's okay. That that, that actually shows that you have the ability to have two different types of experiences. Okay. That's, that's great. In fact, that shows and proves to me why these dark things were coming your way to begin with. And it was to block off the light. How you could have these interactions with something heavenly, like you're speaking of here. And how neat about the speaking a different language, because that's something that I've also done. Um, speaking another language I'm not familiar with, and nobody that's ever heard that's ever heard me speak it we're familiar with it as well so it's it's i get it okay all right so um they continue i saw an angel once when i was driving down the highway it sounds crazy i know but a middle eastern man dressed in a white robe in the middle of a florida summer (laughs) i saw him and had to stop he told me he was sent to spread the word of God in America. I was blessed with the opportunity to give him water that I had been carrying around with me to give to the homeless. Wow, that's pretty cool. With all of these experiences and with the stories many people have told me, and they put in parentheses, I am a hospice bereavement coordinator. Oh, that's beautiful. What a cool job. I'm looking for some answers. Unfortunately, not a lot of people, even in the church or other faith communities, are willing to talk about these things. Understandably, I think people are afraid because I think it shows how much we don't know about reality. Wow. So all of this is to say that I am glad Someone is talking about these things. And hopefully by the time I finish the book and keep digging myself, I will have more answers. Thank you, Jennifer. Wow. Thank you, Jennifer. You know, it. I hear you. It's like, if you have an experience that is positive, I mean, you just want to kind of get to the highest mountain and just start telling it, you know, like, oh, my God, I just had this happen. Same couldn't happen, too, when it comes to the spooky, dark stuff. But the positive, you, you think that you could go to your church and say, hey, this occurred to me. And a lot of people are not open. A lot of people are really closed off. And it's really kind of a, a strange situation because you think everybody wants to hear of something miraculous but a lot of questions get raised and in fact I've been in that similar situation more times than I care to acknowledge here but I'm going to do that here after the break because uh, I'm feeling you I'm feeling you Jennifer so (laughs) we're going to start right where we're leaving off here you guys are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me Heidi Hollis on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stick around. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. 
For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in The Jinx. Now, the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Internet is an extraordinary resource that links our children to a world of information, experiences, and ideas. It also can expose them to risk. Teach your children the basic safety rules of the virtual world. Our children are everything. Do everything for them. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I don't know if you can tell in my voice, it's a bit hoarse. I was at a conference speaking to quite a few people, so my voice is a little bit crackly. I'm not sick. It might be allergies, though, too. Um, <laughs> it's that time of year, right? So, um, you know, interesting email just before the break here, talking about positive, a really positive encounter that uh, Jennifer interpreted as an angel. Um, Just to repeat a little bit of what was put here, uh, she says that, uh, oh, where is it? There it is. Okay. Middle Eastern man dressed in a white robe in the middle of a Florida summer. I saw him and I had to stop. He told me he was sent to spread the word of God in America and I was blessed with the opportunity to give him water that I had been carrying around with me to give to the homeless. And uh, she happens to be a hospice bereavement coordinator. And, uh, and with all of the stories that, she, that she's had, she's found that speaking on these things, even in church or in other faith communities, it's just not something that gets spoken of much. And, you know, I got to tell you guys, so... I put out my book called Jesus is No Joke, right? And it was based on encounters that I had with something I was um, the biggest skeptic about when it comes to holy encounters, Jesus encounters. I mean, I just, you know, I don't know if you remember when uh, people were saying Jesus is in a piece of toast or he's in a tree trunk and, and thousands of people would come to look at these items. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. What What is going on here? So I was a really big skeptic about it because I was seeing UFOs, I was seeing other creatures, and uh, I'm like, you know, Jesus, I knew he was a historical figure, 
that had done his thing and was supposed to come back one day and, and, and he'd done some great things to set us free. So I, but I'd witnessed so many things. I, I really was more believing in the things that I could see before me versus the mystery of Jesus, though I could see and the results of what he'd done. Okay. And, uh, but anyway, so I wrote a book, Jesus is no joke. And I had several encounters with him and I'm like, well, you know, I cannot wait to talk about this. I'd already put out the secret war book, which was based on shadow people, introducing the topic of shadow people and, and conflict and alien contact and all that stuff. And uh, then I put out my book on Jesus. And, and of course, I did the same thing. I, I sent it out to radio shows and uh, different people and thought, you know, have a look. This is what happened to me. This I'm the same person that put out this book about demons. But I got this book that, I mean, I had a healing that can't be uh, understood. And, and I had this and I saw him do that. And, and I was painfully honest, like, look, I am that same person. I've seen UFOs. <laughs> I've seen these demonic creatures. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I'm just going to be honest and say I, I, I had some encounters with Jesus. And and I was a skeptic of this, you know, so I, I was honest in the book. I, because I, it'd be too easy to just Google me and be like, well, they weren't, they didn't put this in the book to admit their background was in all these weird things, but I was honest. Um, so I reached out to um, religious radio shows, um, religious uh, magazines, and uh, all sorts of people, you know, and I'm like, oh, I just cannot wait. Can't wait to talk to people. And then guess what? No people. I had the nastiest, meanest things, responses from some of these folks saying, well, did you test the spirit? Like, you obviously would never have been lucky enough to meet Jesus. Like, what? Huh? Like, as if only pastors and priests and, and others of the cloth were privy to such a thing. Like, I'm too basic, like, to have this encounter. But who did Jesus serve? You know, I, it was strange to me. And then I learned also that a lot of these more religious shows, um, they were very much about preaching their word, not taking your word for anything, you know, not to hear about miracles in the community. Um, granted, I did learn later that, you know, people that belong to certain churches, sometimes they got the opportunity to share their miracles and stuff. And I'm like, Oh, that's cool. And I'd heard of people that would go around and share at these other churches as well, even if they didn't belong to them. So I approached some churches and no, I didn't have anybody that was open to such a thing. And even talking to people that I knew that were friends of mine who experienced things and were, were religious or uh, Christian or, or Muslim or Jewish and like, just to talk about positive God stuff, you know, they really, it, they had such a, a a part in them that said, it, this is the way it's supposed to go, Heidi, you're, you're so off center, you're, you're supposed to be on this path, not that path, like, he, he wouldn't come to you that way, like, they were totally putting me through their filter, totally putting me through their filter. And I thought, wow, like, they put limits on God. <laughs> they put limits on something that's limitless. And, and I was really surprised. But oh, let's talk about some aliens. It, oh, yeah, they have a whole lot of things to say. Because there's no, there's no clear definition in that, is what I, I've discovered. There's no clear definition when it comes to ghostly phenomena either. So, boy, people could speculate, share their stories, oohs and ahs, but how you communicate with God and how God communicates with you, how he appears in your life and all these different things. No, no, it's got to go by the book right here, right here. Follow that. And, you know, I get it to a certain extent, but God's not done talking just because the Bible's been written or different religious texts have been written or guided, right? But I was really surprised how closed off people were, and uh, still are, and, and how so many are just guessing. So 
<laughs> more recently, I, I, I started to dive into uh, different religious understandings of different Christian um, denominations. And uh, yeah, I've learned a lot of things. I really was surprised by that I didn't understand or even know didn't even know to look to think that, wow, this faith, part of the faith believes this over here and it thinks that other arm of it is going to hell because they're not doing what they're doing. But we're we're all Christians, right? Uh, but so much judgment, so much judgment. But then when you get a chance, and I did, I, I, I made it a point to get to talk to some of the people behind these different arms of the one Christian faith and the perspectives were like, everybody seems pretty decent, pretty docile, pretty in the know of, of their belief systems and, and, and open and sharing, but and, and acknowledges, acknowledges the static that exists between the different branches of the same faith. But how do you fix that? <laughs> you can acknowledge it. You know, it exists, but how, how do we, what do we do? What is the, what is the button we push to make this okay? <laughs> if you know it's there, I always feel like then you know that you should apply some remedies to it, right? Put a little ointment on it or something, right? Wouldn't you? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's been a, it's been a really interesting time. <laughs> so it's interesting that uh, uh, Jennifer says the same, like, wow, you know, um, a lot of people are not open to it because they they have the book that says God only does this. I I I understand the Bible is complete. There's you know lots of information in there, and uh, but I do believe God is alive and well today, and He's making miracles all the time, and He wants those miracles to be shared and. Uh, I think your story is beautiful, Jennifer, and I'm sorry you didn't get a chance to share that much or have the conversation. Like, you, you know what it's like to be met with a miracle and, and, and know it's good? It's, it's so much bigger and better than when you're met with, like, say, Hat Man, and you know he's real, and you want to freak out and tell, oh, my God, I just experienced this thing. But then to have an angel and to know it's real. It is so fabulous. And then to be limited. You can't tell people who you think are even into the topic of God's miracles. They're not really that open because they just don't think you're that special enough to have experienced God or his workers in that way. They really put you on judgment. And uh, that's a shame. Because even with the positive, if people even believed one ounce of some of these miraculous stories out there, it it would change your world. It really would. And uh, I think we need to be more open to that because, ooh, the good is coming too as this bad stuff rises up. Oh my gosh. It is getting bigger, badder out there. And the good is responding. <laughs> it's responding. So, you know, I want to thank you both for taking the time to write me here. And again, I want to encourage everybody that's listening feel free to email over whatever it is that you're experiencing out of the ordinary, even if it's just a thought or a weird dream, because these things are communicating to us in dreams, whether good or bad or spirits. Uh, there's so much to talk about. There's so much. <laughs> so go to shadowfolks.com or HeidiHollis.com. And uh, yeah, tell me as much detail as you'd like, because... The more, the better. I always say that. I really enjoyed the emails and I love winging it on the show too. Like I get it and I'm like, oh, well, that's where we're going. Nice. So surprises are always cool too. So <sighs> I'm telling you, this world, it keeps changing. I hope you guys remain safe out there. Keep the faith. Keep the light on. Keep yourself surrounded by positivity and don't let this dark stuff bully you. All right. Keep your flex. All right, you guys have been listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. 
We'll see you next time. Stay safe, everybody. Goodbye. Well, if you liked this edition of Dark Becomes Light, wait till you hear the next one. You've been listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.